told my friends, I do a big post-mortem today of David Menzies' arrest. I show you a lot of video clips from other news networks. I show you what some senior police say. I show you some crazy tweets from a few of the folks who say, oh, David should have been arrested. I'll take you through it all. I want you to see it with your eyes, though, because so much of this story is visual. Can you go to rebelnewsplus.com and click subscribe? It's eight bucks a month. You get the video version of this podcast. And on shows like today's show, I think you really want to see it with your eyes, not just hear it with your ears. All right, here's today's podcast. Tonight, the fallout of the false arrest of David Menzies continues to reverberate. It's January 10th, and this is the Ezra Levant Show. Shame on you, you censorious bug. Well, it's been a couple of days, and 15 million people have watched the video of David Menzies politely but firmly putting two questions to the deputy prime minister of this country about a matter of public interest, why the liberal government will not criminalize a terrorist group, the Islamic Republican Guard Corps, and the false arrests and the lies about it perpetrated by the RCMP and the New York Regional Police. 15 million people, I've watched it, I guess, four times, so slightly less than 15 million individual people. I've rewatched it because it's riveting. It's It's very short, it's only three minutes long, but so much happens in there, and it, it's a miracle that it was all caught on tape. And I'll, I'll just show it to you again, and you'll see why. Take a look at this three-minute video. Ms. Freeland, how come the IRDC is not a terrorist group? Why is your government supporting Islamo-Nazism? What? what? are you doing? Excuse me. What are you doing? Under arrest for assault. Why are you pushing me? You're under arrest for assault. Who are you? You're under arrest for assault. Please. Police, you're under arrest. How am I under arrest? You bumped into me. You pushed into me. You bumped. I was just scrubbing. I got my credentials here, and you just bumped into me. So excuse me. Police, you're under arrest. What is your name in your badge? What is your name in your badge? You've been told you're under arrest. Why am I under arrest? He 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 blocked my way. What? I was just scrumming uh, Christian Freeland. I'm a, I'm a police officer. You're under arrest. What is your name and your badge number? Assaulting a police officer. How is that possible? Okay. Because you assaulted me three years ago when blackface was aggressive. You mean I was asking questions aggressively? No, no, your actions were. You were almost pushing everybody over. Lincoln, you got this on video, right? He's saying I'm pushing people over. That's an absolute falsehood. There were there were feet were shuffling. So now it appeared that way. That's what you're saying, officer. It appeared I was pushing people. I wasn't. I didn't touch a single person. That was a little bit aggressive for what was happening. Get that. You got it. Got you're under arrest. Please take the microphone out of my face. Well, I'd like a I'd like an ongoing record of this. Can I have the microphone? Can I have the microphone? Can I have the microphone? Can you give? I'm not resisting. Take your hand out. Why am I? Why am I under arrest? I'm just doing my job. Stop resisting. You don't need to resist. I don't have to. You don't have to say anything. You know the You know the drill. I have nothing to hide, officer. Welcome to Blackface's Canada. 
This is what they do to journalists. I was merely scrumming Minister Freeland, and a RCMP officer blocked me, and evidently this is now a trumped-up charge of assault, folks. I didn't come here to cause any trouble. I came here to do my job, and now I'm handcuffed. This, this is your Canada now, folks. You know, this is the Gestapo taking blackface's orders. Outrageous. And meanwhile, the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps is not a terrorist organization. Is not a terrorist organization. And these liberals have the audacity to show up at a vigil for uh, for a plane in which almost 200 people were killed. 57 Canadians, one unborn child, by the way. And look at this. They don't want, it is against the law in Blackface's Canada to ask insensitive questions, impolite questions. So a, gov a Canadian government that props up an Islamo-fascist regime, that's okay. But if you ask questions about that, uh, that's not okay. This is an absolute outrage. I didn't come here to cause trouble, folks. I just came here to ask questions. You're going to have to back up a little bit, okay? They're conducting an That's my cameraman, so he's not doing anything. No, I just want to provide some space so that everybody's safe here, okay? That is riveting because of the arrest. It's not often that you see someone arrested for doing journalism. But I think the reason it really went viral is because of the lying by the police, the gaslighting, they say, where we all saw with our own eyes that David Menzies pushed no one. We saw that one of the RCMP officers actually moved behind David and gently made him, like, put it, got himself in the way so David and he made contact. And then the insane reaction by that cop to accuse him of assaulting an officer and the other cop coming in and lying. And the fact that they lied so naturally and smoothly, like it's second nature to them, like, like they've done it a hundred times before, that's why that was so riveting, I think. Of course, arresting a reporter is shocking news anytime. But the fact that the police were so abusive and didn't care who knew, I think they do care who knew. They just weren't really thinking through the fact that it was all being reported. There were other details in there. Like, why did they handcuff David? You don't have to handcuff someone to arrest them. Why did they handcuff him twice, actually? Once with his hands behind his back and then once with his hands in front of him. Did, did they think he was going to do what? Fight six cops? He didn't show a single aggressive tendency. Um, they were the aggressive ones. They were the ones who assaulted him. Why did they handcuff him? Why did they smash his face up against the wall? I hate that. Why did they frog march him with a cop on either side of him to the police car? Why? And by the way, given that those were bodyguards for Christopher Freeland, why weren't they guarding her body? I think maybe that was part of it, is that Christian Freeland came walking up with some assistant and David Menzies did some journalism, and these cops realized, yikes, we, we've been smoking or looking at our phones or something, we haven't been doing our duty, and they sort of ran in and overcompensated. I don't know why they did what they did, um, but they didn't do it very well, did they? They did it more in the manner of a police state. And why didn't that one bald cop, the one who was so abusive, why didn't he identify himself when asked repeatedly, he was undercover, I suppose. He was plain clothes. He wasn't dressed in a police uniform. So why didn't he identify himself after repeated questions? I don't know. Those are things that maybe we'll find out. Uh, this isn't the first time that the RCMP have illegally roughed up David Menzies for no reason. And the same RCMP 
bodyguard outfit. Here, take a look at this from a couple of years ago when Justin Trudeau went to a Christmas party during the lockdowns and David Menzies went to ask one simple question. Why are you having a fundraising Christmas party when the rest of us are banned from getting together? David was jumped by the RCMP bodyguards of Trudeau, beat up, dumped on the sidewalk, no charges at all. I want to show you how awful that was. Take a look. What are you doing? Get it. Get off me. Hey, I can... Hey, this is assault. I'm on a side... What is this? I'm on a sidewalk. What is this? You cannot touch me. Not rushing or working. Hey! Are you kidding? Are you kidding? I told you. What is this? You can't. Am I under arrest? Am I under arrest? Am I under arrest? Because otherwise you have no right. Get off of me. Guys, relax. I don't know if uh, if they knew they were being filmed there also. They obviously don't care. We're suing them for that as well. I see that the RCMP says they are reviewing the conduct uh, from two days ago. Uh, we know how that always ends with an exoneration. I don't. I can't even think of an RCMP self-investigation that hasn't exonerated themselves. It's interesting that they're reviewing their conduct in this matter where David wasn't badly hurt. He was embarrassed and he was uh, illegally arrested and imprisoned, but he wasn't beat up. They're not reviewing the matter two years ago that I just showed you. Uh, the RCMP also reviewed their own shooting of Alexa Lavoie. Remember when they fired a um, tear gas gun at her? Remember this? Yeah, the RCMP reviewed that and said, oh, we're fine. Yeah, no problem. I, I've checked a couple of times. I'm going to stop checking now, but there's not a peep on any of this from the Canadian Association of Journalists, Canadian Journalists for Free Expression, none of it. And by the way, not a peep from Christia Freeland, certainly not in the moment. I've seen online some people say, oh, she, she must have been terrified by David. Well, she certainly didn't seem terrified. She didn't say a word to him. Uh, she didn't hide. She didn't call for help. Uh, in fact, as David was beat up, uh, Christian Freeland smirked in her smirky way and kept on walking. The police were doing this as her agents on her behalf to protect her. Why didn't she stop in the moment? Maybe it happened too quickly. But it's been two days now. Why hasn't she said a word? Does she agree with what they did to David? Does she think it's fine? The police themselves no longer think it's fine. They dropped any charges against David. Um, David says that they told him we're not pressing charges, but that's not really how it works in Canada. You don't need the victim of a crime to press 
charges, especially when there's so many witnesses to what happened, the reason they're not proceeding against David is because nothing happened, not because that victim, that bald cop who would, he wasn't assaulted at all. We all saw it. It's interesting. I've watched a lot of media coverage. It's the first time that regime media have contacted me at Rebel News in years. Uh, it's, um, it's such a huge story. Like I say, 15 million views on Twitter alone. I guess they decided they wanted some of those clicks. I want to show you a few different um, reports. This first one is from CTV that was actually not bad. And my favorite part of it was they talked to two retired cops, one of them very senior, a retired uh, Ontario Provincial Police Commissioner. Listen to what those two cops have to say in the context of this larger report. Take a look. In a statement, Rebel News says, we have retained legal counsel and expect to sue the RCMP, York Regional Police and Freeland as soon as this week for false arrest, false imprisonment, malicious prosecution and assault. The Deputy Prime Minister's office says they won't comment on matters of Freeland's security, while the RCMP says it's looking into the incident and the actions of all parties. It was certainly crowding uh, the minister, but certainly not in any way threatening her. Uh, and I just thought it was totally unnecessary uh, by the police officer to actually stop and arrest him. Menzies has been arrested at least four times while working for Rebel News, which describes itself as a generally conservative media outlet. In 2019, he was forcibly removed from an Andrew Scheer campaign event. Then again in 2021, following an encounter with conservative MP Melissa Lantzman. You are a thug. You are a thug. What are your names? And in December 2021, there was this incident involving members of the Prime Minister's RCMP detail. Certainly all the RCMP officers know who Mr. Menzies is as well. So this didn't come as a surprise to anybody. So the debate will be, was it, a, was it an assault? Was the, when the arrest was affected, was, was it too aggressive? Those cops were excellent. They said, well, maybe he was crowding her. No, I don't know how one person crowds two people on a sidewalk, but, but he, was, he was walking with the microphone. Um, but he said, yeah, both cops said this, absolute, this absolutely was not normal conduct by the RCMP. Now, the CBC uh, wouldn't bother interviewing senior cops or retired cops or ex-cops uh, because they want to put everything in woke context. And the thing about 75-year-old retired OPP commissioners is they're not going to give you a woke answer. Let me look at, uh, let me show you the CBC report. It, they really are atrocious over there. They call, it, they call David a Rebel News personality. Now, it's true David has a big personality, but they just they use that word because they absolutely refuse to call him a journalist or a reporter, some weird point of pride. Rebel News personality David Menzies was arrested Monday for allegedly assaulting a police officer while trying to ask Finance Minister Christia Freeland questions about the government's decision to leave the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps off the designated terrorist entity list. That's actually not a bad report, other than they just will not call him a reporter. But why? As I think I've told you before, David Menzies is actually the only reporter in our entire company who did go to journalism school. That was years ago before they became woke ideological factories. He has a journalism degree. He's a member of the Independent Press Gallery. He's been writing and doing journalism for, I don't know, close to 40 years, I would think. He practices every day as a full-time professional journalist. Why would they not call him a journalist? Do they And do they think it's theirs to give or not? It's such forced language. I want to show you this video um, where you can see, it's very interesting, this next video I'm going to show you is from CBC. The first part of it is some reporter who's reading from a teleprompter script. 
and the language is just so forced. Um, they, they actually say a man who identified himself as a journalist. Well, are, are you saying he was an imposter? And they never say, by the way, they never say a man who identifies himself as a woman. And there are plenty of those these days. Uh, those are, they call them, they call them transgender women or they just call them women. They'll have pictures of blokes, full out men, sometimes with beards or whatever, and they'll say she or her or women. They'll, they'll go through that deception. Those aren't imposters, but they'll call David a man who identified himself as a journalist. They're so weird, the CBC. They won't call Hamas terrorists terrorists, even though it is a legal fact they're on the terrorist list. They won't call uh, transgender women men, uh, and they won't uh, allow David Menzies, a professional journalist, to call himself a journalist. Who wrote that script? It's so forced. Um, But it's different from the journalists they interview, Kate McKenna, who's not on a script. Here, take a look at this video for a couple minutes. The RCMP is facing criticism for arresting a man who identified himself as a journalist. David Menzies works for Rebel News. He tried to ask the deputy prime minister some questions yesterday in Richmond Hill, Ontario, when the arrest happened. The CBC's Kate McKenna is following the story in Ottawa, and she joins us now live. So, Kate, what can you tell us about this incident? So just to kind of uh, reiterate a little bit of what we saw in that video, uh, we saw that Menzies tried to ask a question to Christian Freeland when he's blocked by the RCMP's security detail uh, and then told that he's under arrest. And he responds by saying, well, he was just asking questions and moves to show his credentials uh, to the RCMP uh, detail. Uh, That video was released by Rebel News. it's not the entire video. The, the full version of the video goes on to show uh, Mr. Menzies being arrested by York Regional uh, Police. We did reach out to uh, that police service that said that uh, he was later released uh, for having not posed a, a credible threat to the public and, uh, and it, he was released without uh, conditions. Now, David Menzies is a reporter for uh, Rebel News, which is an, uh, a media organization that prides itself on, on its own website of being uh, outside of mainstream media. Uh, it, it presents itself as having a conservative uh, worldview. Uh, but this move uh, from the RCMP detail is receiving uh, quite a bit of, of criticism online and from some prominent people uh, for how uh, Mr. Menzies was, was treated by police. Uh, it was also criticized by the leader of the Conservative Party, uh, Pierre Polyev, who uh, posted on X, formerly known as uh, Twitter, saying, uh, this is the state of freedom of the press in Canada in 2024. Now, it is worth noting that this is not the first time Menzies has been arrested uh, in trying to speak to politicians. In fact, even prior today, there was already a, a website that was set up uh, intended to fundraise on behalf of, of uh, Menzies when he is arrested. And, and, you know, it's also happened when he's talked to conservative politicians. For instance, he was forcibly removed uh, from an Andrew Scheer event as well as a Melissa Lanceman event in 2021. But uh, Ezra Levant, the publisher of the website, is saying that uh, they are considering legal action and they're also uh, fundraising for that legal action on a website that's been uh, set up uh, following, or not following, but uh, being promoted as part of this uh, this arrest that happened yesterday. The RCMP has not responded to a request for comment. Hey, by the way, did you catch her? She accidentally said David Menzies is a reporter for Rebel News. Oops. You know why? Because, because he actually is. And it takes a lot of weird mental effort to fake it and say, 
he's a personality who identifies as a journalist. Um, I mean, he does have a personality other than unlike a lot of those government drones. Now, the CBC did not make the mistake again of calling him a reporter. And they certainly didn't make the mistake of calling on retired senior policemen to talk about the arrest. They brought on the worst people in the country, political pundits and hacks and journalists. Here's some wackadoodle from Montreal who says, no, 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 what happened here was a gender thing. You see, you have to look at it through a feminist lens because David Menzies is a man. Hey, how dare you assume his gender, Missy? Because David Menzies is a man and Freeland is a woman. How dare you assume her gender? It must have been harassment or something. I think there is a there are so many different things that need to be taken into consideration. Um, it's true that what we see in the video, uh, he's walking, walking toward her. He did arrive very fast in a way that can make a person feel, mm -hmm. you know, jumpy. Um, and that's probably part of what happened. And if you make a person feel jumpy and they see you there with rebel news that they don't, you know, consider you a real journalist, they might escalate more than if they saw a CBC mic. Uh, that that might have been part of the very, because it happens in a snap, a couple of seconds of what, what happened. Um, there is a way for security to uh, make sure that a person leaves an elected official personal space while they're asking questions without arresting them. Um, and that's not what, what ensued. And so that's also an issue. Um, there's a third issue uh, that is not necessarily directly related to the video that I, I just want to put out there, um, is that there are a lot of women in politics who are being arrested, uh, sorry, harassed ar mm -hmm. uh, physically mm -hmm. by, by citizens who follow them everywhere. And um, there is a question that needs to be asked in terms of if that citizens decides to become a journalist, then is the harassment something uh, that becomes you know, a professional thing that we cannot say anything about. And so there are gender dynamics here. There's police overstepping. Um, there's the issue of the reputation of rebel news and that specific person's reputation. And then there's the issue of, is there a way to make sure that, you know, when journalists ask questions to, the to a politician, they leave them personal space without arresting the, the, the journalist mm -hmm. who's being maybe a little bit too, uh, too, coming too close too fast. And so there's there's all of those things that could have been unfolded, uh, that could have unfolded differently for sure. Yeah, I'll remember when, uh, I'll remember to use that line when they go after, I don't know, Danielle Smith or Michelle Lansford. How dare you? You're just doing that because she's a woman. Uh, the next person they talk to is some NDP thug, and I call him a thug because he says that David Menzies deserved what he got because he was being deliberately confrontational with security. David wasn't even interacting with security. He didn't even know they were there until they ran up behind him and, and bumped into him. Take a look at this. Listen, I mean, it, it's, I don't want to do a, a sports instant replay thing here on the video, uh, but <laughs> you wonder sometimes if the individual in question is deliberately being uh, confrontational with security detail in a way, to your point, you know, even alluding to yourself, David, would not be, you know, it, it's clear when it's an accident versus someone who's trying to be confrontational for the purpose of the, of the format that these individuals are engaged in and the subsequent fundraising campaigns and social media attention that it garners among a particular audience. Um, and it's perhaps not, uh, 
to be ignored uh, that and I, we've mentioned it a few times yeah. that the conservative deputy leader now of all people uh, then candidate Melissa Lansman was also involved in a similar incident so when you see a pattern uh, begin to emerge you do start to question uh, the way that the individual behaves you start to wonder what uh, you know how the individual is being perceived I suspect that there's a conversation to be had about whether you know the the security detail needs to be better briefed about individuals like this if they are going to be getting into these types of uh, sort of clickbaity, if you'll forgive the expression, confrontations with politicians. But um, yeah, it's a fair, it's a very fine line. But this is an unfortunate result, I think, of the the climate that we're in. That's very different than being in the House of Commons with accredited journalists scrumming a former MP to to stick with uh, the example that you uh, drew out uh, just a moment ago. Yeah, what a lying kook! Fifteen million people saw the truth. David wasn't being confrontation with security at all. He didn't even know security was there until they, they grabbed him and said, you're under arrest for assaulting us. Um, so what are we going to do about all this? Well, we're going to sue them. Of course we are. Uh, we have to. Because we have to stand by our reporters. Uh, we have to show David Menzies that we support him. We have to send the CBC, sorry, not the CBC, the RCMP uh, and other police a message that they can't do this anymore. Um and we need them to hear it from a judge because they really don't care if David says so. They, they beat him up several times. Um, you know, the, the reaction online has been overwhelmingly supportive, I should say. I, I showed you some of the CBC's worst reporting because I want you to know how awful those government journalists are. Uh, there's been some whining about Rebel News. Some people say, well, I don't like Rebel News, but this is wrong. Okay, fine. But there's been some really weird team police tweets. Like, here's one from Dwayne Bratt who's a professor in Calgary, Menzies conducts ambush interviews. Rebel News are activists, not journalists. And no surprise that they are fundraising off of it. But, and this is really important, guys, Menzies should never have been arrested and roughed up by the police. Hey, thanks for that. But by the way, what does an ambush mean? I mean, did he jump out of the bushes or something? He was standing on a public sidewalk walk outside an event, a public event, and a public person came up and he publicly identified himself um, with his microphone flash, with his credentials. I mean, by ambush, do you mean that he simply didn't send in the question in advance? An ambush. Uh, and, and the question surely was not an ambush. It was absolutely had to do with the event there. And are we activists? Well, I suppose we are activists, but certainly no more than the CBC. Are we fundraisers? Well, we are fundraising because we need to hire a lawyer to fight back. We don't work for the government like Dwayne Bratt does. You know, Keenan uh, Bexty, our alumnus, had an interesting point that we have to do journalism on the street because we are banned by the government from official press, official press conferences. Here's what Keenan wrote. He said, want to know the reason David Menzies was asking Freeland questions on a sidewalk in the way that he was? You know, those tactics you find offensive, it is because independent journalists are barred from the parliamentary press gallery by the CBC, CTV, Global News, Radio Canada, Media Cartel. He's exactly right. I would love to go to press conferences and actually put a question to Christian Freeland, but they would have the RCMP frog march us off the Parliament Hill. They have. Here's another weird one, and I'm just showing you these because there's so few of them. I want to I want to mention them. Miro Cernetic, who used to be uh, a reporter with the Globe and Mail surprised me by saying, I agree with the police response. You don't get to do this with a cabinet minister, man or woman. What? To, to do what? To ask 
questions? You don't get to you don't get to ask questions of cabinet ministers? This is from a former reporter. Would he say that about Doug Ford or Stephen Harper or any conservative? Of course not. I don't know. Maybe he's just trying to be contrarian. Now, foreigners are not so weird. And, and a lot of what I've shown you is just this Canadian cartel, this little clubby uh, journalistic elite that hates revolution. We don't like them. We're on the cool kids team. It's like that old movie Heathers about mean girls in school. But foreign reporters who who have no dog in this hunt, they've covered this straight on. I, Rakshan Fernando did a big analysis in Australia. And here's Russell Brand in the UK. This guy cracks me up. He always has ever since I saw him in the movies. Listen to Russell Brand. I love how he makes fun of Christian Freeland and the irony. He calls it a sarcastic last name, Freeland. Yeah, I think he's right. Take a look. And maybe the reason that Justin Trudeau is not popular is because of extraordinary moments like this. Did you see uh, when Rebel News tried to interview Christia Freeland? Christia Freeland, she of the sarcastic name. It, Christia Freeland is a, a significant political figure in Canada, Deputy Prime Minister. Of course, you will be familiar, I believe, with her ancestral connections to a little old party called the Nazis. I, I think that's like, I've, I mean, you was still on YouTube. It's, I think her grandfather was in the Nazis. Is that right? And certainly in, in uh, Parliament in Canada, they did applaud actu an actual Nazi. Have a look at this moment where Rebel News reporter David Menzies wants to interview, or, or at least doorstep. Now, I, I myself have been on the wrong end of the media on numerous times. The legacy media can be extremely disruptive and intrusive. They do not respect your personal space. But have a look at this. This is simply, in a sense, an attempt to interview Christia Freeland, who you would imagine might be, from her name, an elfine utopian governing one of the principalities or shires in a Tolkien-esque wonderland, but seems in reality to be somewhat affiliated with Nazism. Here's a look at her acolytes preventing her from being confronted with a microphone. Why is your government supporting Islamo-Nazism? What? Why are you pushing me? You're under arrest for assault. You're under arrest for assault. Much more aggressive, isn't it, than what he did? He was sort of like rather meekly and in an ad adorable fedora trying to sort of use a, excuse me, why exactly? I can't even remember what his question was, but he was slammed in. I'm going to go back a little bit and have a look at that. Because look at the, like the moment where he's trying to interview uh, an elected official paid for by taxpayer money, that doesn't look that confronting. Let's have a look. Oh, excuse me. Why is your government supporting Islamo so that person there, the uh, presumably is a police officer, has arrested him for assault. Did he get arrested for assault? That was pretty, that was pretty heavy, wasn't it? Night Prowler 636, the Nazis were lefty. <laughs> Yeah, socialist, not right wing. Yes, national socialism. Okay, but I think we can agree amongst ourselves that the Nazis were a bad force in global politics due to, among other things, that hideous genocide. Now, let's have a let's just see how the rest of this tape plays out. Police, you're under arrest. How am I under arrest? You bumped into me. You pushed into me. You bumped. I was just. Oh, look, that's how. <laughs> That's just fun. I've never seen that before. You pushed into me, sir. He knows already that he's gone too far, doesn't he? You pushed into me, sir, which, as you know, 
is assault. I think they shouldn't be able to hide behind legal language. I think they should have... You are under arrest for pushing into me, sir. If they had to use the sort of playground discourse that they use when they're beginning to retract their initial statement and apologise, yeah, he's already starting to retract it. Uh, it looks like they've got a legal fight there. Stand with David. God bless him. Stand with David and his adorable fedora. I've got my credentials here and you just bumped into me. So Police, me. you're under arrest. What is your name and your bag? He's all adrenalized, isn't he? Police, you're under arrest for pushing me. Sir, uh, earlier when we paid scissor, paper, stones, those scissors on your fingers, although they were actually your scissors, very much hurt the paper. I mean, that's the most juvenile accusation I've encountered. Well, like I say, the CBC uh, was the worst. And um, they had that first report where they mistakenly called David Menzies a reporter. But they had their punish panel. And... Um, I showed you the NDP clip from already. Here's a liberal hack who was running defense for the police as well. It's a very short clip. Take a look. It, you know, it was as a lay person, um, it seems uh, not something that one would think someone would get arrested for, I'll, I'll say. But we also don't have the full context. And mm -hmm. I guess that will come out as the RCMP review it. We don't have all the context. We, we absolutely do have all the context. He asked two questions and was arrested and accused of assault. That's all there is. There was nothing before and after he was just put in a police car. What an excuseologist. Remember when the liberals used to care about liberal values? I do. It's a long time ago, though. Uh, here's a clip from the host uh, of the CBC who said, no, 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 this isn't about liberals. This is about conservatives pouncing. It's the conservatives' fault. They jumped on this. Yeah, Kate, just to stick with you, the conservatives have jumped on this, right? Because everything is an opportunity to play wedge politics now. Yeah, that was the guy. I don't know if you remember that reporter. Um, he was the CBC reporter who, during the election campaign, Justin Trudeau bought him some poutine, gave it to him, and basically said out loud, this is to bribe the press. <laughs> and that idiot took it and started eating it, instead of realizing that was Trudeau being condescending and abusive and dominant and, and criticizing and, and rubbing his face in it, he said, no, yeah, I'm absolutely happy to be your lapdog. What a disgrace. Remember this? It's for you, David. This is for you. No, 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 no. For me? Hey, the Liberal Party always supports the CBC. <laughs> Well, those were some of the bad reactions, but there was a good reaction, too. The Conservative Party seems to have woken up. Pierre Polyev has done two tweets about the subject, and then the Conservative Party did a, another tweet talking about freedom of speech and actually quoted us. And then, of course, they did a fundraiser about it, um, uh, which I so, suppose uh, shows that they think it's a winner with the base. And, um, and one of their MPs actually asked for a parliamentary inquiry into the subject, that was scotched by the uh, NDP and the Bloc Québécois, of course. The Liberal Party must have noticed that 15 million people saw this video because they did a counterattack video. Uh, let me show you to it. I think it's pretty weak. You are attacking no, our news not organization. You. Not you. Can you give us a chance? Your organization You are attacking terrible. our news organization. Your organization Can you give us a chance Let's to go. ask a question? We have uh, basically a, a liberal heckler who snuck in here today. These newspapers and the media are totally dishonest people, folks. Remember that. Contrary to the false and dishonest reporting 
of the liberal media. Yeah, I think the media is the opposition party in many ways. I think uh, CP should stop acting as the communications arm of the PMO. You know, when, when I look at the media, how one-sided it is, how biased it is. Well, first of all, you, you your question was typical of CBC, biased again. Yeah, uh, it is true that Pierre Polyev pokes back at journalists sometimes. And if you think that's bad, uh, you remember this one where he was actually eating an apple. And I love how journalists called this intellectual bullying. Take a look. Um, on the on the topic, I mean, in terms of your sort of strategy currently, you're obviously taking the populist uh, pathway. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> well, ap appealing appealing to people's uh, more emotional levels, I would guess. Um, I mean, what certainly, you mean certainly, you, certainly, you tap, certainly you tap uh, very strong ideological language quite frequently. Like what? Uh, left wing, you know, this and that, right wing, they, you know, I mean, it's that, that type of ideological thing. About, I never really talk about left but or right. Anyways, a lot I of people... I don't really believe in that. Okay. A lot of people would, would say that you're simply taking a page out of the Donald Trump uh, book. Like which people would say that? Well, I'm sure a great many Canadians, but... Like who? <laughs> I don't know who, but... Well, you're um, the one who asked the question, so yeah. I, you must know somebody. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm sure there's some out there, but anyways, the, the, point of this, the point of this question is, I mean, why should, why should Canadians trust you with their vote, given, you know, not, not just the sort of ideological inclination in terms of taking the page of Donald Trump's book, but also... What are you also, talking about? What page? What page? Can you give okay. me a page? Give me the page. You keep <laughs> in, saying in terms, that. In terms of tur turning things quite dramatically in terms of, of Trudeau and, and the left wing and all of this, I mean, you, you, you make quite a, you know, it's, it's quite a play that you make on it. So I'm, I'm not just sure. I don't, under, I, don't, I don't know what your question okay. is. Okay, then forget that. Why should Canadians trust you with their vote? Common sense. Okay. Common sense for, for a change. We're going to make common sense common in this country. We don't have any common sense in the current government. You know, the guy prints $600 billion, grows our money supply by 32% in three years. That's growing the money eight times faster than the economy. No wonder we have the worst infl inflation in four decades. I'm going to cap spending, cut waste so that we can balance the budget and bring down inflation and interest rates. You'll want to be able to pay your mortgage again. You want to be able to afford rent. Then you have to vote for Pierre Polyev because I'm the only one with a common sense plan that will bring back the buying power of your paycheck. Yeah, the difference between intellectual bullying and actual bullying is the difference between Pierre Polyev talking back to reporters and um, the Liberal Party throwing our reporters in the back of a police car with handcuffs. But yeah, the liberals are trying to have some sort of moral equivalency there. By the way, I should tell you, we're going to win our lawsuit here. We have some lawsuits that we know are long shots before we go fight them. We fight them because we know we have to. If we don't fight them, no one else will. I suppose this is a we must fight battle. But I think it's also a really winnable battle too. Just like we won with the Election Debates Commission that banned us twice from attending. Those were sort of long shots, I should say, but in retrospect, they look great and they look like, of course, we should have been allowed in. This one is even clearer. I, I spoke last night with a very senior criminal lawyer in this country. You would recognize his name if I said it to you. And he said, absolutely. In fact, you saw those police uh, on the CTV interview saying it was uh, police misconduct. The fact that the police 
dropped all the charges and are reviewing their own officer shows that you know they know they did something wrong. We're going to win this one, and we're going to win it for David. But more importantly, we're going to win it, win it to set a precedent that the politicization of Canadian police must stop. I think that's another reason this video went so viral. Now, obviously, with 15 million views, it's being watched by more than just Canadians. But in Canada, we've been through three months of police not doing their jobs, three months of two-tiered policing, three months of police helping pro-Hamas protesters, bringing coffee to masked thugs, intimidating Jewish neighborhoods. That's what happened in Toronto. Three months of police standing by is in Toronto while a masked Hamas thug threatened to put you six feet under. Remember that clip? Take a look. I'll lay you sleep. I'll put you six feet deep. I'll put you six feet deep. Yeah, so, so we've, we've had three months of watching the police do not a bloody thing to actually do their jobs. And then the instant a reporter asks a prickly question of a liberal, he gets handcuffed and frog marched off to a car. I think people are getting a little sick of two-tiered policing. We're going to win for that and so many other reasons. If you want to help us, go to standwithdavid.com. back your letters to me smoking seven says the rcmp officer touches the reporter and immediately calls out assault he needs to be fired this is canada not iran yeah i don't know if that in itself is a fireable offense but it certainly should be a disciplinary offense and what scares me what scared me most about the thing i'll tell you honestly is how easily and naturally and credibly these cops immediately lied and lied together uh, it's only because we have the video that we can prove that they're liars. But they immediately, oh, you did it. Oh, you were very aggressive. Oh, you were bullying. Oh, you were pushing people. It just both immediately snapped into lying mode, and they were lying with a straight face. They're very accomplished liars. But that, I mean, that blew me away. The fact that they were mean to David is not shocking to me. It's not good, but it's not shocking. The fact that they uh, arrested him is not good, but it's not shocking. But I was truly shocked by how calmly they lied. I think they need to be investigated. Have they lied before? Have they lied a hundred times before? Have they lied under oath? And if the answer is yes to those questions, maybe they should be fired. Habib M19 says, David is a legend, still reporting while in handcuffs, being escorted by police, a legend. That was one of my favorite parts of this is he, he wouldn't stop. He wouldn't stop working. He wouldn't stop asking questions. That one cop had to say, you're under arrest now. Stop interviewing me. And as he was frog marched to the police car and, Lo, and, and Lincoln J, our cameraman, was walking backwards, David was giving a speech. It was, I mean, David's unstoppable. It was incredible. Harsh Realist UK says, massive misstep by the Canadian authorities. Support for Rebel News will grow exponentially. Well, I think... The reason they're targeting Rebel News is because we're critics and we're not controlled by them and we're independent. And the fact that they come for us and attack us, I think it confirms in people's minds that we're over the target. I mean, no one shoots at a dead duck, right? I think the fact that they're so obsessed with Rebel News, 
I mean, I hate the fact that they that they physically abuse us, and I hate the fact that they have beat up David twice now. This last time, not so badly, but the time I showed you uh, from two years ago was terrible. I think we have to fight back, and I hope our support does grow. Um, Justin Trudeau uses a carrot and a stick to control the media. The carrot, hundreds of millions of dollars in subsidies and grants, is enough to buy off about 99% of the media. But for the 1% that don't uh, take the bribe, he uses the stick. Both the carrot and the stick are wrong. That's our show for today. Until tomorrow, on behalf of all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters, to you at home, good night, and keep fighting for freedom.